Hey, everyone. You're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. Welcome back to another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. And this episode is going to be a first in a series of hot takes is what we're what we're calling it and where we talk about current events and happenings in the real estate industry and then really just kind of talk about from our perspective give our opinions thoughts about what may be happening with that particular uh, event. So to kick it off today, I am going to talk about a lawsuit against some property management companies or I'm sorry, property management softwares. One specifically is Yardi Now, I'm pulling this information. There's been several articles about this lawsuit written, um, but this particular article that I'm going to be talking about and reading from is The Real Deal, and there's real estate news. You can check them out at therealdeal.com. And it's the tenant sues Yardi over rent setting software. And this is really, really interesting because we've talked a lot about in our podcast and we spend a lot of time talking internally about making sure that we hit the rent correctly. And we use our database to to do that. Well, Yardi is no different. There's several property management softwares out there. Real uh, Real Page is also one of them that is being looped in uh, to this lawsuit or is facing litigation as well in regards to pulling data on what particular rents are and so a tenant is actually going after. A Seattle renter sued Yardi last week, accusing the company of driving up rents through its rent maximizer product. Uh, apartment owners took advantage of the product to unfairly drive up prices, according to the class action lawsuit, which named 18 property management companies as defendants. So uh, apartment owners who use the software do so to foil the operation of the competitive market, the suit said. This is from the the class action suit is what they're claiming. Uh, Yardy customers who are typically landlords uh, allegedly provide rental and occupancy data to into an algorithm that spits out pricing recommend, recommendations, whew, sorry, allowing owners to essentially collaborate and to set rents. Uh, Yardi marketed the product, which has since been renamed Revenue IQ, as a way to drive up rental income by at least 6%, according to the lawsuit. The company, which recently concluded its annual North American conference, didn't immediately respond. That's what from the real deal said that they're not commenting. Uh, But the lawsuit hits many of the same points as a a legal challenge against RealPage and dozens of other multifamily landlords. This class action case, which generated widespread media coverage, is moving forward on the other side of the country after being consolidated from numerous other challenges. So this has been a this is a pretty big deal and has been going on for a while. 
the tenants from multiple markets also accused RealPage and its rent setting software of helping property owners raise rents in an anti-competitive fashion because it suggested rental prices based on what other RealPage customers were charging. Most of the time, landlords raise rents when the software suggested it. Now, according to this article, The Real Deal, Yardi had not commented at that time. However, we did find a statement released by Yardi in regards to this lawsuit on their website, and I'll I'll share it with you guys right now. Um, On Friday, September 8th, a lawsuit was filed against Yardi and some clients who use Yardi's Revenue IQ, formerly Rent Maximizer Software. This lawsuit alleges Yardi conspired with his clients through Revenue IQ to exchange competitively sensitive and non-public information in order to illegally inflate rent prices and suppress lease supply. Yardi and the Revenue IQ software does none of this. First, Revenue IQ does not mandate anything, including advertised rent, parentheses called asking rent, or price increases. In fact, Revenue IQ regularly adjusts prices upward and downward based on supply and demand. Many clients also use Revenue IQ to prioritize steady occupancy rather than rent growth, and the software includes setting to help clients comply with various rent control requirements and state of emergency rent cap programs. Second, Revenue IQ is not, quote, a black box that makes compulsive pricing decisions. And Revenue IQ does not use and has never used confidential competitor or non-public rent data for adjusting asking rents. On the contrary, asking rent adjustments are individualized and based only on, one, a client's own property unit availability, prospect traffic, and leasing activity. Two, the asking rents for comparable properties that the client selects, which come from clients' own research, public information collected through surveys, and information from public websites. And three, the over 200 revenue IQ configurations that clients can set, adjust, and readjust based on each client's own individual priorities, goals, and objectives. And clients can even choose to use only their own property data for making asking rent adjustments. In sum, there is nothing illegal about revenue management and the allegations in the complaint have no merit. Yardy stands behind Revenue IQ and will vigorously defend this ill-conceived lawsuit. Now, this is a statement from Yardy on their website, yardy.com, if you want to go to their website and check that out. And I'll be very interested to see uh, what what the conclusion is, because when you really think about comparables and you could, I can see both sides and I see the argument from the landlord and the investor standpoint in that when you're going to sell your property, when you're going to price it on the open market, the previous sales are used by appraisers as a comparable to the value of that particular home. So I think that a legitimate argument can also be made that you need that same data or that same data could be readily used to accurately price what a property should rent for. And that I'm not not 100% sure I see a huge difference in having that information readily available. In fact, it's been something that 
we've discussed several times internally about wishing there was something. Now, this was years back when we were first starting and we were looking and evaluating properties, especially properties are in areas where we were venturing into and that what properties have rented for, especially single family homes, there is no database for that. In Alabama, most property managers do not put their properties that are for rent on the MLS and they don't put what it rented for. There is no database really to pull what properties have actually rented for. You can see them on Zillow and Zillow will give their rentals estimate in which I'm sure if you've been in the real estate space, you know, is not that accurate. But so you you can find what the owner is asking for rent, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what it rented for. When you're going to sell a property, you can see what the owner wanted to sell it for, and then you can actually see in public record what it sold for and then use that as a comparable. You can't do that with a rental. So it's really hard to generate comps, especially if you're doing this on your own and you don't have those 2,000 properties in management like we do to really pull from. So when we were first starting out, it was really hard to determine exactly what a 3-2 in Pinson would rent for versus a 3-2 in Hueytown would rent for. And of course, if you're selling properties to investors based on the the rent and that drives the rate of return, you need to make sure that that is accurate. And and we would always undershoot it. We would we would keep the prices, the rental prices down, just because we didn't want to uh, overpromise and underdeliver. So I can see how that information is extremely valuable. Now, at Atlas Rental Property, we currently use Appfolio. It was a big change that we just made. We moved away from the Propertyware platform and moved into Appfolio, and they have something very similar. They call it a rent match. So what they do is when you put in your rent, you put in all the information, you've got your property in there, you can click a rent match, and it'll show you what other properties have rented for in that area that use Appfolio. So you can only really see because again, it's not public record. You can only see the information of other Appfolio users and you can see, okay, well, your price is on the high end or you're right in the middle, you're right on the low end. So it'll kind of break down where your property is compared to others in that same area. And it, it doesn't really give any recommendations as far as, hey, you need to push this rent or you need to, uh, reduce this rent, et cetera, et cetera. But it does, it does give that information just so you can compare to other single family homes in that space. Now, this is multifamily. These are apartments. And, and I'll be very curious to see what happens in this particular lawsuit. Because again, like I said, you can see it from both sides. I can see from the tenant standpoint And if you've got large multifamilies and you're kind of limited into where you can particularly live, all of these multifamilies are setting the price at a certain uh, amount, then, hey, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of stuck and you don't really have a lot of give. We do the same for, uh, for the resale market value of the homes when you go to sell it. So I'll just be curious to see how this shakes out and we'll hopefully do a follow-up once more information or once before this particular lawsuit gets in front of a judge. It is interesting to, to read about and something that 
those that are interested in the real estate industry or wanting to enter active investors uh, should definitely keep an eye out because it might change if you are in the multifamily space. All right. And that's our first episode of Hot Take. Thank you so much for tuning in. And that's all with On the House with Spartan Invest. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at SpartanInvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.